Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Thanks for saddling up a winner with me today. Melbourne Cup Day, a day where it doesn't matter if you're a barrister or a barista, a chief executive or an executive chef, you work in IT or you sell iced tea. We are all the same when it comes to picking a winner in a race that stops the nation. I'll be helping you do that today in some capacity over the next couple of hours. Look, speaking of stopping a nation, two things since you and I last spoke. The kangaroos lost to the Kiwis. And Bangladesh lost the spirit of cricket. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Let's start with the kangaroos. Can you cop the argument that it's good for the international game? Okay, cool story, as my kids would say. A record loss, hammered in Hamilton, 30-0 ambushed by the Kiwis. But it's good for international footy, Right. I'm not sure how 51 missed tackles, the world champs not firing a shot, and the best players on the planet forgetting to turn up, a bit like the crowd in Hamilton. I don't know how that's good for the international game. 30 to 28, or 30 all going to Golden Point, that, that would have been good for the international game. A hell of a contest, a hell of a fight, a hell of a spectacle. Well, it was, was a hell of a loss. A career like that can end... Uh, sorry, a game like that can end careers. Can't it? Should it end careers? 13, 13, 736, The second thing, Bangladesh captain Shakib Al-Hassan, he's made Alex Carey the most relieved man on the planet. To break free, they're even breaking their helmets for no reason, the Sri Lankans. I think Angela Matthews brought uh, the wrong helmet. Plenty of discussion. Somebody's not happy. I think Angela Matthews is trying to explain to Sakib that there's something wrong with the strap, which really holds the helmet on your head. And and I think Bangladesh just appealed. And the umpire says, yes, you time out. You've got to go back. And, and it's all happening out there. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, Angelo Matthews given out without facing a ball, timed out. Bangladesh have asked the question and here goes Matthews, he tried to plead his case. You have to be ready to face the first ball within two minutes. Matthews was not and hence been given out. The Johnny Bairstow incident has just been overtaken by the Angelo Matthews incident. One of the great names in cricket, I would have thought, too, Angelo Matthews. But I go back to our chat a couple of weeks ago on the spirit of cricket. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You may have no problems with it because it's within the rules. You may have no problem with it because it doesn't involve Australia. Or maybe you do have a massive issue with it. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Where do you stand? Where do you sit on the biggest talking point in international sport right now? Oh, I know that's a big claim, but surely it is. I know Ange's party, the Postacoglu party, has just been ended. Uh, two red cards against Chelsea, Tottenham. They went down 4-1. We'll be hearing from Ange Postacoglu uh, before 11 o'clock today. Jared Berry catching up with the Lions midfielder. He's the midfield muscle for the Lions, but he's uh, doing something uh, away from footy this weekend. On Remembrance Day, he is remembering his mum. Running a marathon, a marathon for mum. Now, for the last month, the best part of it since the grand final, the off-season, footy players, Jared's teammates, they have been doing what they do in the off-season. Overseas trips, playing golf, getting married, whatever. But no, he sacrificed his off-season for, well, actually, it's probably no sacrifice to him. 
But he is preparing to run a marathon this weekend. We'll catch up with Jared Berry on that, his inspiration behind it, and how you can help. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. There will be a very strong Melbourne Cup flavour. Uh, to the show, as you would expect. I'll be catching up with Anthony Don. That's right. His Don is good. The Titans cult hero is now an owner of a Melbourne Cup runner. How did that come about? We'll catch up with him very shortly to see how it's all going down there at Flemington. He would have... He wasn't expecting this. It all came about on Saturday. Uh, Calipore. We'll get uh, the tips from some of the best in the business. Also catch up with uh, my colleague from SCN, uh, Jared Whiteley, probably in the next 10 minutes, uh, to get an idea of Melbourne Cup Day in Melbourne. But but just from a caller's point of view, Jared, as we know, calls sport, any sport across the globe. How different, how difficult is it calling horse racing, say, from from footy? or any other sport. Just want to get into the mindset of that. To me, it's one of the great skills in broadcasting. I don't know how they do it. With the colours that change all the time, the the fact that some of you have to have a look through a field of 24 for the Melbourne Cup, but if you're calling a seven or eight race card, colours change, silks change, I, I just... Anyway, we'll get an insight from Jared Waitley, one of the best in the business, very shortly. But 13 0467 736 The spirit of cricket. We've had a very spirited conversation this morning uh, across our office. In fact, there are some that are still steaming that still need to uh, make their way in towards the studio over this. And it's quite a divisive conversation, isn't it? What has happened between Sri Lanka and Bangladesh overnight? A game that you probably wouldn't have thought we had any interest in. And I only switched it on just to get a score, just to get an update to see how they were travelling. And I walked into this. It had happened just moments earlier. Had no idea, but Angelo Matthews has become a trivia question. The first man timed out in international cricket. I go back to our chat a couple of weeks ago on the spirit of cricket. We as Australians... Hold cricket, rightly or wrongly, but we hold cricket as our last bastion, as our as our true international sport. It is a reflection of us on the international stage. That can't be argued, can it? The Australian cricket team and what they do are a reflection of us. That's why we took sandpaper gates so badly. That that's why there's been so much conversation around the spirit of cricket when it came to Alex Carey and Johnny Bairstow. But there's more than that. For me, it comes down to the currency of your reputation. In the world of professional sport, it's win at all costs. I get that. And the athletes, they have to do what they have to do. Coaches do what they have to do to get the result. Or do they? Because at the end of the day, doesn't it come down to your reputation over results? What has the bigger currency? And I put to you a few names. Did this a couple of weeks ago, and it still stands today. Anthony Mundane. Is he remembered for his three world titles? Well, what do you think when you hear the name Anthony Mundane? I'm going to say the same about Joey Johns. He's an immortal, but what's the next words that come out of your mouth when you hear Andrew Johns immortal? Because I hear that all the time. Exactly. How much does reputation count? in the currency of sport. I think it's on par, if not bigger, than results. Adam Gilchrist, we know his results. They speak for themselves. One of the greatest ever. But one of the things that jumps into your mind when it comes to Adam Gilchrist is the fact that he would walk. And I guess it's because it's so rare, isn't it? In the world of cutthroat sport, professional sport, you do what it takes to get the result. So when something like this comes up, either the bigger lifting part of the spirit of cricket or the download part of the spirit of cricket. It's why it makes headlines, I feel. So when it comes to this argument, the spirit of cricket, is it even a thing in professional sport? Can it be a thing in professional I think it is a thing. Bloody oath it's a thing. Because your reputation has a currency all of its own. 13, 13, 55. 
0467-736-736. It is the race that stops the nation. It is one of the best days on the calendar. Everyone circles it. It's a public holiday in Melbourne, but it's kind of our unofficial public holiday, isn't it, as we go around the country. Melbourne Cup Day, what are you doing? And on days like this, everyone turns professional punter, everyone turns expert, but everyone has a racing story, don't they? It may not be around the Melbourne Cup, but it may be that one bet that you put on or that one experience you've had at the races. It could be good. It could be bad. What is your racing story? When invariably on days like this, you talk about winning, you talk about losing, and you roll out which story? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. While we're talking spirit of cricket, uh, while we're talking is it good for the international game when it comes to the kangaroos losing, but let's have some fun today on this Melbourne Cup. What is your racing story, your go-to, the one you try to impress your mates with or maybe downtrodden? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. One man would have a hell of a racing story. Where does he even start? I've got him on the line now. It's a big day for him. It's a big day for SEN. Jared Waitley, a very good morning to you. Happy Melbourne Cup Day. Um, your go-to racing story, Jared. Good, bad, or indifferent? Ben, hello. Well, it has to be bad, doesn't it? It's got to be a tragic <laughs> Cup story. Uh, so the first Melbourne Cup I came to as a, as a youngster, I'd had a dream a couple of nights out of, a horse in blue, red, and yellow silks winning the Melbourne Cup. Cole Diesel was the Caulfield Cup winner. And uh, so that, that, that did me as a school kid. Found, found a way to have a little wager on Cole Diesel. And that was the day that he was probably nobbled um, and was tailed off out the back. And Terrific won the Cup. Do you know what colours Terrific was sporting? Oh, no. Blue. Yellow and red silks. Picked the wrong one. Oh, the wrong, the right colours, the wrong horse. Oh, dear. Jared, Jared, Jared. Mate, it's it's one of these days, isn't it, that that everyone has uh, an involvement, everyone has a story, everyone wants to be part of, everyone is a part of. It's in our DNA, but, but... but, mate, the, the reason why I wanted to have a chat to you, not, not only to get your tips and insights into what's happening today, but, but as a broadcaster and, and a caller, for me, a skill of calling a, 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 a horse race is just up there. It's an upper echelon. Footy, we can follow week in and week out. You know the stories. We, we see it daily in the, in the headlines on radio, TV, and you can, you can see the players. You can talk to the players. You can hear from them. When it comes to calling a horse race from the other side of a track, through binoculars, looking at colours and colours only. As a broadcaster, how do you even start? Where do you even start to call a horse race? <laughs> yeah, I think it is the most difficult skill, I think, and it's why our race callers are so revered through the generations. And I think there's a pretty good argument that Australia's race callers have always been the international standard. It's not even attempted to be done around the world the way that it is here with such pace and precision. And, yeah, so it's, a, it's an exercise in learning the colours of the silk. So the numbers are no good to you. No. Um, the visual on the jockey is no good to you. Uh, the gait of the horse really is no good to you. <laughs> is you've got to be able to see the colours. So, and at the, at the far reaches of Flemington, they are an awfully long way away, no matter how powerful the binoculars are. And sometimes I think the best seeing conditions are actually when it's overcast rather than bright and sunny and they gleam off the silks. Uh, but you don't want it too gloomy and you certainly don't want it raining because they can be shadows in the mist at the far reaches. So, yeah, it's, it, it is a, it's a remarkable thing that has been uh, cherished here, really. And that's why the, the words of Greg Miles and the words of Matty Hill have resonated and, and, and enhanced the cup and delivered it to so many people throughout the years. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I do. I think it, it's an Australian gift that, um, that is exported around the world. When you stop to think about it, Jeremy, I mean, so many talented broadcasters, and I'm putting your, your at that top of that list that can cover cricket, can cover footy, can can cover Super Bowls, can call horse races. There's not many, if any, that I can think of that can actually our our race callers, the names you've just dropped, then they don't really cross over to other sports, do they? I mean, it's that labour intensive. I, I feel that yeah, they just I really guess, have to be yeah. a specialist in that. 
the crossover figures, I think, have been Bill Collins, who mm-hmm. called uh, Olympic athletics from memory as well, and, and that's a, a naturally transferable skill. And Bruce McAvaney, who uh, he called four Melbourne Cups for Channel 10, as I'll argue all day long, that that's as good as the Cup has ever been called. But his priorities were elsewhere, and that part of the lot of racing is, is it has receded to being a niche sport for all bar a few weeks of the year, is it didn't, it didn't demand Bruce's um, uh, professional attention the way that it might have in a bygone era. Uh, and had he called 30 Melbourne Cups, we would probably regard him as, as the best caller ever as we do at the, at the Olympics and with our footy. So, yeah, there, there's, uh, I just think uh, Matty Hill could clearly call um, just... Oh, he could call anything. He's calling rowing at the Olympics yeah. in, in, uh, at Tokyo, and I'm sure he'll do that again. So, but it is... And that's, that's what I find I, I'm not calling today is you just... You need a runway... Yeah, ideally, you need to be doing a 12 year, 12 months of the year, but you need a couple of months runway. I just haven't been able to clear the way for that. And you, you, the, the terror involved in it is, um, oh, it's just, it'd be too much if you're not quite ready for it. Terror. I, I love that word because it's exactly what it would be. And, and, and here, he, he coming from someone who can call multiple footy games a weekend and you need a, a good 12-month runway leading into this. Mate, you still will be part of uh, SEN's coverage today. Uh, who Who are you... Who are you looking out for, and do you even dare place a bet on the Cup today? Because it's traditionally one of the worst races ever to put a bet on, isn't it? <laughs> but it's the most Australian thing to of do course. Isn't it, to have a bet in it. So <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like you must. Yeah, uh, I don't have. Gosh, the Maccabi DV years were just so easy. You just tip <laughs> yeah. Maccabi and back Maccabi, and yep. then go home a winner. I long for those days. <laughs> um, so the favourite is Vauban, and he's been the favourite for about four months. He's an Irish horse who is absolutely dominant at Royal Ascot. Willie Mullins has been coming to Flemington for 30 years. He's run second, third, fourth, and sixth in the race with Gallopers. He thinks this is the best chance that he has had so far. And he's also got the stablemate who's causing so much intrigue, absurd, mm. because he's been the subject of a massive betting plunge from about $34 into $9 since Saturday night. So which one of Willie's horses? Um, I am... A favourite hasn't won the Cup since Fiorente. And really... You, well, that's 10 years ago too, wasn't it? Odds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you're looking for horses in double-figure odds. Usually, I am with Vauban. I'm absolutely struck by what he did at Royal Ascot. I think if he produces that form here, he would win. And then, you know, the tradition of these things is to find some roughies. So, mm. one with military mission. If you've got, I think that's number 17, Gay Waterhouse, Rachel yes. King. Uh, our future history, who's number 21, who's about a $20, $21 shot. Um, for the Ma Eustace stable and Polly Doyle, who's one of the great female riders of the world, is on board there. And then back to the top, I think gold tripping without a fight makes perfect sense out of the Caulfield Cup. I think it's hard for both of them to win. The Cup's double hasn't been done for 22 years. And back-to-back puts you in the, the rarest company of all in Cup folklore. And, yeah, and if you're going to throw one more in... Oh, uh, maybe, maybe the Japanese break up just to round things out. I wanted to ask you about the Japanese horse and Japanese horses in general. We, we, we've seen them come to these shores. We saw what happened in the Golden Eagle. They're, they're to me, a big threat. They, they, are, they, they breed them well in that part of the world, don't they? They do. And I think we saw in Sydney on Saturday is when the Japanese have come with great intent and with the right horses, they have won. And mm. that's true around the world, as I think you could make the case that it is, it's the best racing precinct uh, at the moment. And the breeding that, that's been done there, they don't often travel because the prize money is so good there and, uh, and the prestige around the races. How breakup fits into that, so there's a race called the Tenno Show, which is their great staying race. He's run fourth in that. That sort of form has been good enough before. He didn't, he didn't look like a world beater to me at Caulfield, but he's going to be much better suited on a hard and fast track here at Flemington over two miles. So, yeah, he, he, I'll put him in first fours and trifectas out of, out of sheer respect for what the Japanese are, maybe a little more so than, than what he looked like he was in his first run here. Outstanding stuff, mate. You enjoyed today. It is one of the great days on the calendar, part of SEN's coverage. And, of course, the race live here on SENQ, 2 o'clock Queensland time. Jared Whateley, always a pleasure. Have a ripper day, lads.
There we go. Remember, imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelpline.org.au. Slam and Sam, I reckon you need to get that on rotation because we will be using that a lot today. 22, no, 23 minutes past nine, 23 degrees. Melbourne Cup Day, sun is shining here in Brisbane. It's also blaring down in Melbourne. They're talking something like 28 degrees. Track rated uh, good, a good four. It is going to be a spectacular day. So, Jared had his story on the Melbourne Cup or just on racing in general. What's your go-to story? Everyone's got one, haven't they? Good, bad, indifferent. The time the trifecta came up, the time you boxed something for 10 times the amount rather than the way it should have been just for the half, and it's paid off. What is your racing story? On a day like this, you know you're going to pull it out. Let's start here. We've got an incentive to, we've got the best summer footwear you could come up. Finding a good pair of thongs is outstanding, but these just aren't thongs. We're talking Archie's shoes, orthopedic design. You'll never want to take these off. Pair of these. In fact, you could probably get two with the amount we've got coming your way. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, yes, welcome back, SENQ. Sorry, a little bit distracted there. Um, I know, I probably should have my mind on the job. Oh, I just got a text off my wife. Becca's just said, I-, I hope you don't mind, but I just bought a Christmas ham at $8 a kilo. It was a really good-looking piece. Of- I hope I don't mind. It's a Christmas ham. You can ham, meat, of course I don't mind. Buy it every day of the year. Me think it amazing. Yes, me think it amazing, exactly. But what do you... No, it's not early to buy Christmas ham. Oh, and confession time, we put the tree up on Sunday. I know, it's not ridiculous. It is not because I actually won in this round. I had to hold them off, when I say them, the rest of the family, because they wanted to put it up before Halloween. That that would have been ridiculous, right? But we're just making the most of it, November 5. And the thing was, we actually had a... Facebook memory to say that we put it up on November 5 a couple of years ago. Anyway, 131355 0467736. Uh, SEN, the Sports Entertainment Network. That's right. Plenty to engage and inform and educate you with today. Speaking of which, we'll be catching up with Anthony Dom, the Titans cold hero. Talking footy? Uh-uh. We're talking racing because all of a sudden he has become a Melbourne Cup runner co-owner. We'll be doing that very shortly. Before we do that, though, Jennifer has phoned the open line. Jennifer, very good morning to you. How's life in Karina today? Well, look at it this way, Ben. For the first time in I don't know how many years, I've only got one Christmas present to buy for now. Oh, really? I'm... Oh, yeah, so go ahead with your missus and the ham. <laughs> yes. It, it, it's never too early to buy a Christmas ham. And, and here's the thing. If you buy a leg of ham, uh, can you call it a Christmas ham in March? Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Oh, oh def- definitely. It'll get eaten, won't it? <laughs> 100%. I reckon we'll be buying another one before the Basic end of November. Glaze. Yep, definitely, yeah. definitely. Oh, well, listen, listen, I just wanted to chat about spirit in cricket yep. and spirit in sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is, it is a big thing, particularly here in Australia, because during the Depression and the world wars and everything, we had sport which would give us that little lift that we wanted and needed at the time. Yeah. And, you know, but regrettably today, sport has become result-driven, which means that big business and politics always seem to get involved. If you remember, Australia refused to go and play a bilateral series against Afghanistan because of the cultural differences. Mm. Yet, I bet you anything, Australia will be playing Afghanistan tonight in the World Cup. And have already been called out by one of the Afghani players saying, hey, we're double standards here. (laughs) Yeah, and and a few years ago, England refused to play Zimbabwe because of Robert Mugabe. And that, that cost them a place in, in the semifinals. So I think 
we are really becoming too result-driven and greedy and we are forgetting about the basics of, of, of this. I mean, those Afghanistani guys, they all cricketers, can just hop on a plane and go off to another T20 tournament, mm. but that's not doing anything for, for the problem within that country. So I see the big thing is it's the spirit of the game. I mean, last night the guy could have got hit in the head with the first ball and you don't know what would have happened. Yeah, so, 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 it should have so, been exactly. a common sense thing. It could have been a common, should have been a common sense thing. And okay, it's in the rules in the MCC. It's three minute timeout, but uh, the World Cup trumps the MCC with its two minute rule. That's true and correct. Uh, hey Jennifer, thank you for the call. Some interesting points you've raised. Do you agree with Jennifer? Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. Uh, Jen, you are in the running for that one hundred dollar voucher to Archie's Footwear. They are thongs so comfy you'll never take them off. In fact, I feel weird calling them thongs. These are not double pluggers. Uh-uh, Archie's unbelievable, orthopedically designed. You will not want to take them off. Uh, one of those two giveaway before eleven o'clock today. Uh, thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. We will be playing you the audio from the fourth umpire, the video um, umpire from last night's game. And he talks about the time that Angelo Matthews took out to get out there. And it actually, well, was it a safety problem? Was it something to do with the helmet? Or was that after the two minutes had elapsed? We'll find out uh, as the morning winds on. But up next, we'll be chatting to a man who wowed us on the footy field. He was a cult hero with the Gold Coast Titans. And now he could become a Melbourne Cup hero as well as an owner of one of the runners today, Anthony Don, on the other side of this. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Asking for your best racing stories today. Let's share them because no doubt throughout the day you will be reeling them out. It could be the time that the bet came up, the one that was the long shot, or it could be someone you ran into at the races. Maybe it was a race celebration. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, in a previous life, I was lucky enough to be at Royal Ascot. Uh, when was this? 20, no, 2003. Jeez, for my 29th birthday. A- anyway, it was the year that Schwarzier won, the Australian horse, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Uh, although, when I went to put the bet on, I asked for the horse called Chaucer. Uh, I had never heard of Schwarzier, but Chaucer, the Australian horse. <laughs> and But I was too smart, too good for my own liking. I, I, you always get better odds with the bookies, right, than you do the tote. Well, in this country anyway. So it seems. Well, I went down to the rails at Royal Ascot, had the top hat and tails on. It was fantastic stuff. And I saw the bookies there, their bags out, their names and I spotted Morris Lindsay. Morris Lindsay, who was the boss of Wigan, he was in charge of uh, Rugby League in the UK at that time. We're talking just after Super League. He, he was a name and a face I was familiar with, and I went, Morris Lindsay, here we go. Going straight to him. I said, oh, g'day, mate. Looking for the Australian horse. So Cho Su goes, oh, don't be Schwarzier, an Australian. We got talking 25 to 1. He gave me 25 to 1. Outstanding stuff. It came up, and I was laughing. I had five pound on it at 25 to one, winning 250 pound back in the day when it was three to one, outstanding. I, I thought I was king. I was unstoppable until I ran back into the group I was with and he said, what about the Australian horse? Well, high five. I said, 25 to one, how good? And they looked at me and said, 25 to one? No, no, I was paying 38. Wh- what? 38? Oh, yeah, on the tote, 38. They, they just went to the... Totalizer and got 38 to 1, and here I was thinking too good. So not complaining about the nearly $900 collect I got from uh, once you convert it into Australian dollars, but it could have been so much more. So racing stories, the best of them, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. After this, a man is going to have a hell of a racing story after today's Cup, Anthony Don. 
Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Is Don Cabana. Is made with reverence for tradition of Cabana making method. Is why is none better. Is joke. Is <laughs> Don. He's good. <laughs> wow, what a way to get into our next guest. I bet you he hasn't heard that one before. Slam and Sam, one of your best. Yes, I am talking about none other than Anthony Don. Is Don is good? Yes, he is. And he is really good right now at Flemington Trackside. Not as a footballer, not as a Titans great, but as a co-owner of a Melbourne Cup runner, Anthony Don. What a story this is. Good morning to you. Morning, boys. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Um, all right, what can you tell us about uh, uh, Calipore? How did this all come about? Uh, we bought it uh, online a while ago with Chris Lees. We've always had horses with him. And uh, Hang on, yeah, hang on. You bought, you bought it. Hang on, I'm just going to pull you up there. You bought it online. So what, like sight unseen, like Amazon or something like that? Oh, no, we've always had horses with Chris Lees, so we've got a pretty good relationship. He's a great bloke, great trainer. <laughs> so he said, um, yeah, they got an import in from Ireland. They had a few starts and had a... One maiden had good form line, so our partners kind of thought, yeah, we'll jump in with that. Sounds like a uh, good idea. We're, we're sick of the yearlings. So, yeah, we bought a, bought a small share in it, and, um, yeah, it's just kind of made its way through the grades, and we're lucky enough on Saturday to come down and uh, win, the, win the the free ticket in at the Lexus uh, from WA. So we're back again on the update. So, so it's your punters club that decided, all right, let's tip in and, and jump into this one. What what, what a story. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, we were kind of, I don't know, it was after COVID, we couldn't go away. You normally did an annual trip, and then we had 20 or 30 grand sitting in there, and we're like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? Because we're not going to, we can't go anywhere. So we thought, oh, we'll just tip in and get a bit more of an expensive horse and um, see how we go. So that's what we did, and bought a small stake, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah here we are. Outstanding. So, Anthony, where are you right now? So you're, you're at Flemington, you're there for the big day. What is, what is the owner's card, the owner's ticket? What, what does that get you on, on Melbourne Cup Day at Flemington? Oh, we're just in the members at the moment. We've got in nice and early. We've got a real really good spot up on the rooftop bar of the new member stand. And, mm. um, two beers, that's not ready, so it's going to be a cracking day. But then we get we get to pick up our tickets and um, get around in the mounting yard and um, watch the race from the owner's enclosure. Just where you see all the footage after each race with the winning connection. So, um, you were down there on Saturday where it was uh, it was pumping and we got the winners from after the race. And, yeah, mate, it's a, it was a cracker day on Saturday, but it's, uh, it's even better today. All right. I'm made of questions right now. My first one, though, you're in the members at Flemington. Are, we, are, we, are you seeing anyone in shorts in there? No, I haven't seen many people in shorts. Um, I spilled some beer on my um, trousers earlier. I'm, I might roll them up a bit, so I might be the first. <laughs> don't, don't do it, mate. Don't do it. It's not a, it's not a good, it's not a good look. And yeah, well, my only good attribute is my calves as well. So my head's no good, so I might have to roll them up. <laughs> Anthony Don, my guest this morning, he's jumped on the phone from Flemington, which is great. Calaport. Now, mate, it's jumping from barrier fourteen, and I'm looking through my Melbourne Cup stats, and I'm sure you would know this. But barriers five and fourteen are the most successful barriers in cup history, with eight wins apiece. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a decent stat. I don't know if it means too much because it's uh, not a great sample size. But yeah, it's something, <laughs> it's something there to talk about. And um, hopefully, the plan is to roll forward from the, the middle draw and kind of slot in in the first third of the field. Hopefully, on the fence or one off the fence. And we got Zach Lloyd right. He's begun a little apprentice at fifty kilos. So. Um, yeah, we're in with a chance for the fittest horse in the race. It's 2,500 metres on Saturday. Um, put up sweet. So, 50 to 1, we're a fluke as hope. Top 5 would be magic. Top 3 would be a dream come true. And if we happen to take it out, yeah, I don't know what it'll be. But it's going to be it's going to be special. That's what it's going to be in the in the owners' enclosure and watching from from that area. Was there anyone on the weekend that you sort of bumped into? You had a look around. and You went. Holy hell, like there's some heavy hitters in here. Were there famous faces? Um, no, nah, on the race, we had Damien Oliver ride it on the weekend, and I'm yeah. a racing tragic, so he was pretty good to have a chat to about the horse and see him get legs up on our pony and then win the race. So that was pretty surreal experience. And we stuck ourselves into the bird's cage later on, so we saw um, heaps of AFL players we weren't too familiar with, Richie Wilkinson, Carl Stefanovic, you know, all the 
all the heavy hitters are there on Saturday at Derby Day in the, in the first game. Yeah, don't worry. Carl Stefanovic was saying after us, hey, did you see what I just ran into? Anthony Don, how good's that? It's brilliant stuff. I don't think he'd know, yeah. <laughs> Come on, come on. Um, all right, so what's the plan for tonight? After you win the Melbourne Cup and become a Melbourne Cup winner, where, where do you go and how do you celebrate? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got no idea. It's just, uh, hopefully we can just get around the course and if you run into a place, it's going to be the oldest party ball time if we win it. I don't know if I'll make it through, so we'll just um, see how the day unfolds. But just go to be such a surreal day, an iconic day in Australian sport. Being a racing fan, it's just surreal. Just keep pinching yourself, especially on Saturday after racing today that we've got a runner in the cup, which is um, yeah something never never dreamt of. No, special stuff, mate. Outstanding. Think of the show and tell because you, you're still at Palm Beach, Corumba, aren't you? Doing doing some stuff at the at, at PBC. Yeah, I've meant to work today, and I called a sickie and I was on the front page of the paper with the cup runner so don't know how well that's going to go on um, Wednesday or Thursday when I return but uh, who really cares <laughs> imagine the show and tell you've got hey mate we've taken up yeah. plenty of your time you, you go and enjoy it's going to be a special day uh, regardless of the result it's going to be one that you will never ever forget uh, Anthony Don uh, en- enjoy good luck good hunting thank you mate there we go, Calipore, horse number 23. If you're in for the omen bet or even for a, a, a bit of form, runners coming out of the Lexus on Saturday, as he said, he's super fit. He's got a light weight on board, only 50 kilos carrying it. Horse number 23, Calipore, jumping out of barrier 18. And as I said, the most successful barriers in Melbourne Cup history, barriers 5 and 14. Hang on, who's jumping out of 5? Let me have a look. Oh, that's military mission. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, uh, one of the internationals. There we go, that uh, Jared was speaking about before. Uh, let me see. Right now, though, Calipor, uh, Labrokes have got it on there at uh, $51 for a fixed price. There we go. So if you are for an omen bet, you want that Queensland connection. And remember, it's Melbourne Cup Day. Anything can happen, can't it? Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 131355-0467-736-736. We're about a minute away from 10. Uh, That's when the Bulls and Redbacks will be resuming their day two of the Shield at the Gabba. We'll give you an update there. We know Queensland won the toss, elected to bowl. Didn't really turn out as planned for them yesterday. Uh, the Redbacks uh, clocking up the runs. I'll give you a score update. We'll uh, touch base with Jared Berry as well. Brisbane Lions grand finalist, but he is now on another mission. He's sacrificed so much in the off-season. We'll find out what for. That's next. Uh, My next guest is someone who also calls the Gabba home during winter. And over the off-season, well, he's actually sacrificed his off-season. While teammates have been going overseas, golf trips, some have even been getting married. Not Jared Berry. No, he's been pounding the pavement all for a good cause. Because this Saturday on Remembrance Day, he will be remembering his mum, who he lost 10 years ago to breast cancer. Jared, very good morning to you, mate. Talk us through a marathon for mum. Yeah, so pretty much just got um, born from the idea of, you know, um, trying to remember what mum's lessons and um, the stuff that she taught us when when she was alive and um, that they live on today. And we, we wanted to do something that sort of personifies uh, her battle and and her lessons, and I think a marathon was was really uh, resemblance of that, and um, you know the resilience and the the teamwork and the care that we're we're going to have to show to each other to actually get through it. It's uh, it, I think it's it personifies it really well. Well, that's the thing, mate. You're, you're not doing this by yourself, are you? No, I got got me um, two brothers and and two best mates, so. Um, yeah, it's pretty special. They they grew up about, you know, five or six houses down the road from us, and we're, we we pretty much just rotated houses. You know, for dinner, we'd go to one house one day, and then there's always all the kids. But yeah, no, nah, they're they're pretty special people, and they actually just released a video on um, 
on Instagram, which re- was really touching. It was it was their sort of aspect of mum's battle and, and her fight. And um, I've never really spoken to them or, or heard from them about that side. And it was it was really touching. So jump on uh, jump on my Instagram. I just shared it. So go have a look at that. Mate, you're giving me goosebumps now just thinking about this because I can understand yourself, Tommy and Joel doing it, but but having mates, I mean, that must that just shows the impact that your mum had on other people outside the family. Yeah, and, and I guess like when I watched that that film yesterday, like I had never really thought of that too much in in detail, and to actually see those boys talk about talk about Jed and talk about the lessons that she um, put on us and and allowed us to grow with, um, it was pretty special because you didn't realise how much impact she actually had. And, then, um, you know, the event like the Head Shave showed that she had a massive impact on the wider community as well with, you know, about 600 people coming to that. And then, you know, we're hoping for around the same um, for Marathon for Mum. And, um, yeah, it, it makes me feel pretty special that you know mum was was able to do that and able to inspire a lot of people while she was while she was struggling with cancer uh jared berry my guest this morning and no he's not at a nightclub i have picked him up at the gym he's doing pre-season workouts or off-season workouts and getting ready for a marathon as well this weekend bez talk talk me through that marathons how many of these have you done before? I know you love your running, but is this how, how foreign is this for you? Yeah, really foreign. It's going to be my first one. Um, oh, first I grew one. up running running three k's uh, competitively, and that was sort of where my running um, was born from. But yeah, this is the first time I'll I'll go over about fifteen k's. You know, so uh, it's going to be interesting. But I'd uh, I wouldn't rather do it with any any other group of boys, and I know that. You know, it's a really good cause, and that, and that's going to drive us um, throughout the whole the whole 42 k's. All right, I'm made of questions now because it was a grand final six weeks ago. I can't imagine playing AFL would be the best lead up training preparation for a marathon. Uh, yeah, no, it's not because there's a lot of you know the high intensity um, efforts and stuff like that. Whereas marathons just one consistent high-intensity effort. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, but I, I feel like it probably gives us uh, a pretty good fitness base uh, to, to springboard off and, and ha- really have a good he- red-up crack at um, doing a marathon. But it's one of those things like we're only going to be as fast as our, our slowest runner. So um, the plan is to stay all together, not just take off and try and beat each other. Mm. Mate, I'm just thinking about this. I mean, the, the, the lack of preparedness for a marathon, um, I suppose that actually mirrors the lack of preparedness for for someone battling cancer. I mean, you, you don't prepare for something like that, do you? No, you don't. And, um, you know, everyone fights their own battle their own way. And I guess um, the inspiration that we took from how mum did it, you know, it was a seven- to eight-year battle where she deteriorated. And um, we just really thought that, um, we took inspiration off Ned Brockman and, and thought that, you know, doing something like that is going to actually physically challenge us and, and physically bring out the resilience that um, Jed, Jed showed in her battle, despite not being as, as hard and as big as, as what um, she showed. It's, it's a little glimpse of, um, into her, her battle and we think the marathon's going to really, um, really show us that and, and hopefully yeah, the community community can see that and um that's one of those you know lessons that we sort of we talk about when with mum that resilience of being able to you know push through hard times and and people might be be struggling here and there and um i guess it puts it all in perspective for you that that there's always probably someone out there doing it tougher and and you can really just um you know grit your teeth and, and get through it but you talk about perspective. I'm, I'm tipping it. Put what happened at the MCG on that last day in September in perspective as well. Yeah, certainly. And um, yeah, you know that that eats away at me and, and burns, um, you know, for a few weeks. But yeah, I've been been through a lot lot tougher times um, individually as a person than that. And you know, it's one of those things like I get to live out my childhood dream and then just fall short. I don't really see that as a 
a negative at all. It's it's one of those, um, you know, it's still going to be one of those highlights of my life, and it really drives me now to to get back there. But um, yeah, like you said, like it's 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 one of those things. I've had I've had uh, you know more worse things happen uh, to me, and um, yeah, that was able to to put that situation in perspective for me pretty uh, pretty quickly, which is nice. In saying that, I'm sure it'll take a while to process the grand final. What what now, a month and a bit later, have you taken out of it? Have you picked up what went wrong and how you're going to be better next year? Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, we did a really good review after the season on the game. And, um, you know, you, you look at Collingwood's uh, long shots at goal and, you know, they make the most of those opportunities. And, um, yeah, we, we really talk about moments and, and moments win grand finals and moments win finals and, and close games. So um, it's really about seizing those moments and, and making the most of them when you get them. Mate, the, the gut feeling and what many people I've spoken to have said that by rights, Collingwood were the best team of the day and they won the grand final. In saying that, you were a kick away. D- does that count for anything? The fact that it, it probably wasn't the best game Brisbane played all year. In fact, it, we know it wasn't. But you were still in there fighting until the end. D- does that does that count for anything? Well, I think it. I think it shows you know our culture and and that um, you know fighting footy that we we sort of sh- we show week in week out. We don't we don't usually lose by too much, and you know sometimes we don't even win by too much. But it's it's about being you know in the contest and. And being there, and I think our brand shows that we can, um, you know, we're very consistent in that aspect. And um, yeah, you know, what all the average punters in that say about the game, it'll be what it, it'll be. You know, it was everyone's sort of saying that it's one of the greatest finals of, of of all time or whatever. And you know, there was so many lead changes and stuff like that. But yeah, regardless of all that, we were in a position to win it, and we didn't. Quite, um, you know, execute our moments when we, when we needed to. Mate, it was great fighting spirit, and, and you're at the heart and soul of that. And we can see that. We can see what you're doing this weekend, and we can see where it's coming from with Mum. And, and I'm tipping you wouldn't even thought twice about giving up an off season. I've seen teammates overseas playing golf, uh, tropical islands, getting away, but you've just been pounding the pavement trying to get the K's up. Yeah, that's right, and um, you know. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things, and why not? Why I'm, I'm in a position to you know impact the community and 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 spread the the message and the word. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something that I love doing, and and it really you know makes me feel feel pretty uh, special inside. Um, living well, trying to let Mum's memory live on and and uh, revisit those lessons that she taught us, which uh, which I think if anyone. Um, live their life in in her um, spirit and her, with her values. Um, it's going to hold you in good stead. So, yeah, that's uh, I'm just a, I'm just a messaging really. Mate, it's a powerful message. Mum would be bloody proud. The Breast Cancer Network Australia (BCNA) is who you're raising awareness and money for. If people want to donate, mate, where do they find out? Yeah, just um, well, hopefully we'll be able to attach a, a link on on. Um, you know, on the interviews and stuff like that. But if you can't, oh, we just will. Jump Don't on. worry, we will. Yep. Yeah. Just jump on my Instagram page and in my bio, I've got um, the Marathon for Mum page, which then is linked to, to, you know, the auction, the donations, everything like that. And we really appreciate everyone that's, that's donated thus far. And um, we'd yeah, really appreciate if anyone else can, can jump on and, and donate and, and support us guys. And there's a really great way of doing that through the auction where you can actually bid for um, some really great items. And, you know, that that actually allows you to, to donate but also get something uh, pretty cool as well. So um, jump on there and and uh, follow the prompts and, and yeah, dig deep. Yeah, I know Dev donated the jersey that got ripped against Collingwood in round 23. That was bloody fantastic. Who picked that up? Yeah, yeah so Debbie... Debbie uh, come forward to us and said, you know, he doesn't want this torn old piece of rag, so <laughs> let's auction it off. And, um, yeah, it was unbelievable. You know, someone bought it for um, four and a half grand, I think it was, and, and that's been added to the uh, the total already. So, so good. That, was, uh, that was such a selfless act by Dev. 
Yeah, well, his Instagram following went up 80,000 overnight, so I reckon he's going all right, mate. And we've seen the rig out, so he's going okay. Listen, speaking of the rig, you get back into the gym. Appreciate your time. Good luck and have uh, – well, I don't even know. I hope you – well, I know you'll finish, but I hope you'll – I just hope it goes well for you, mate. 42 Ks, bloody hell. Yeah, thanks, Benny. Thanks for having me on, mate. Cheers. SENQ, it is your home of the Melbourne Cup. Two o'clock this afternoon. The nation will come to a stop. We know that. And one man who's been there and part of it, actually, it runs in part of his family bloodlines. Uh, Dad, well, he won a Melbourne Cup in 1985. Himself rode a cup in 1999 and was on the horseback interviewing Michelle Payne after she won it in 2015. I'm speaking none other than SEN's own Sammy Highland. Sam, very good morning to you. Melbourne Cup Day, it must be like your grand final, surely. Ben, it is, uh, yeah, well, it's the equivalent to Christmas Day, isn't it? It's uh, it's uh, always this time of the year. It's an exciting time of the year, the spring carnival, and then obviously the, the VRC Carnival this week, Melbourne Cup week, you know, it kicks off with Derby Day, which was an absolute beauty on Saturday. And then you get to Melbourne Cup Day and, and yeah, I mean, just even with you speaking like that and, and myself getting the kids ready for school this morning and, you know, we're talking about the Melbourne Cup. It's, um, yeah, it's, it obviously has, uh, we have history in our family in the Melbourne Cup and so it's always a, a really treasured day and, and a day that's, uh, yeah, always makes you feel a bit special that in uh, in in you know in a small way you've been been a part of it and been there in the thick of it and and that's um you know that that's an exciting thing and great memories you know. Well, mate, I reckon you're you're in an elite few, a rarefied air of people have actually ridden in a cup. And so I'm tipping on Cup Day, your Christmas Day. You've got things planned out. I know you mentioned the kids, so you've you've, you've got that out of the road. What's Cup Day look like for you, Sammy? Ben, uh, you would not believe this, uh, and and I've ju- I've just given it a big build up there, haven't I? Melbourne Cup Day, but yeah. um, sadly, my wife uh, Nicole, and uh, she's an absolute star. She she informed me a couple of weeks ago. She tells me, but a lot of things don't register in my head, and and especially when it comes to Melbourne Cup Day, I'm just thinking about Melbourne Cup Day, and then yeah. Sunday night. Nick has said, uh, now you're right for, for Tuesday afternoon. You're all set for Tuesday afternoon. And I said, what, what do you mean Tuesday afternoon? And she goes, well, you got to pick the kids up from school and then Will and Tilda have got soccer and then Charlotte's got gymnastics. And what? I said, what? It's Melbourne Cup Day, Nicole. It's, and she goes, yeah, Samuel, the world doesn't stop for Melbourne Cup Day. I said, it does in my world. <laughs> I'm telling you. I said, What's going on here? And, and then I said, "Can we get them into after school care?" And she goes, "Well, it's too late." And I said, "And she, you still got to get them to the sports." And I said, "Really?" I said, "The races will still be going." I mean, this is this is big drama. And she goes, "No, not for me. Not for me. I'm going to Adelaide. I've got work for three days in Adelaide. So you, you just need to be up to scratch." And so. Uh, well, it's, hey, what, look, fair, I, to be fair, Adelaide, I mean, the Melbourne Cup's run on Thursday there, so I have been thinking about, uh, you know, I know it's not a public holiday up here in Brisbane, but I have been thinking this morning that maybe I'll just tell the kids it's a public holiday today and we, just, <laughs> and we all just park up here at home and, and uh, get a few pizzas around for lunch and have a big day. There we go. That's Melbourne Cup Day, Sammy Highland style. I love that. I love that. I'm coming to your place. Hey, mate. Let's let, let let's actually let's actually talk the big race. Um, where, where do where do we where do we even start? Um, oh, hang on. Well, let's talk about fairy tales. Do you believe in fairy tales? Because if you do, you're backing Damien. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Um, uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually good friends with. Um, some people that are that are in that Marnie and Ray are in that horse, Alan Kerr, and uh, yeah, that they look they're so excited. And the only thing is, Ben, the concern was he's obviously had that stone bruise a couple yeah. of days ago, and then he had to get vetted yesterday afternoon, and he was not cleared to go. And then they vetted him this morning, and and they've given him the tick of approval, which is fantastic that the horse can go round and great that Ollie gets to to have his last ride in the Melbourne Cup. 
my and and you know what? He was actually good in the Mooney Valley Cup. I think he 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 should have finished a hell of a lot closer. So I I give him a sneaky chance before this Stone Bruise issue. You know when you're going into into a grand final like the Melbourne Cup, you just don't want anything to go wrong. And and just knowing that obviously two days ago he was lame and had heat in his foot yeah. and wasn't trotting up soundly. This is not ideal. So. This would be the fairy tale of all fairy tales if Damien Oliver and, and Alan Kerr could pull this off. But it's great to see that uh, he's going around and he's in the race, so he's got to be a chance. Well, there's 23 of them in the race after Cleveland got scratched late yesterday. Um, who who do you like and where should we be if we're having our once-a-year bet? Because we're all experts on this day of the year, of course. But if we're having that once-a-year punt, where, where do we go? How do we, how, do we, how, do we impress our, how do we impress our mates or those we're going to be in company with, be it the kids and pizza at home or, or actually at a function of people on their way in there now? Give us some tips, some racing knowledge to make us sound like we know what we're talking about. All right, Ben, here we go. Now, number five, Vauban. This horse is uh, the favourite, and I'm sort of hoping he gets out to uh, $5 by, by the jump time. I, maybe that's wishful thinking. But this horse is, is a, you know, he he is uh, a serious horse, Vauban, and he's, I, I am good friends with a, with a mate of mine, uh, Joe, down in Melbourne, and he's been going to watch this horse gallop uh for the last month since he's been here and um, and then went to Flemington. You know, when he galloped at Flemington the other morning at breakfast with the stars, he, he broke 11. He ran 10-9 his last furlong. And this horse does this three times a week. He's that fit, that forward. And this is how he can round the end of his gallops off. If he can round the, the Melbourne Cup off like that, how are they going to be beat him? You know, because yeah. overall, this is not a great race. Uh, you know, we're, this we've seen a, a lot better class Melbourne Cups in years gone by. But there's... Obviously, a couple of strong chances, but then after that, the race falls away quite a lot. He's got the best jockey in the world on board in Ryan Moore. He is an absolute star, Ryan Moore. And you only have to watch his ride on the weekend in the Breeders' Cup. This was unbelievable. Got back in the run, never went round a horse, all the way up the fence and got the money in the last furlong uh, over there in America in the Breeders' Cup. It, it was amazing ride, unbelievable. And you know what? He's got to come here with his chest out, confidences through the roof after winning. N- not that he has to because he's just the world's best jockey anyway, Ryan Moore, in my opinion. But he'll just give this horse a super ride from gate three. Willie Mullins... He's been here and done it before, Ben. He knows the sort of horse he needs to win a Melbourne Cup. Max Dynamite, he trained Max Dynamite, and Max Dynamite ran second in the Melbourne Cup. This horse, Vauban, would pick Max Dynamite up and carry it, I'm telling you. So this is a this is a good horse. He's been targeted for the race. He's got the right weight. He's got the best jockey. My fa- only fa- concern... Is it a, a favourite? Because con- favourites don't he, traditionally he, win the Cup. Yeah, but I, I, I just reckon he deserves to be favourite, this horse. And, yeah, I, I think he'll come out on top. My only concern is when I watched him at Flemington the other morning, there was there was not many people there. And he got a bit hot and revved up in, in, the, in the mounting yard. And just hopefully the fact that he's been there and had a look around, he doesn't – you know, when he gets there today and there's 85,000 people, oh, you yeah. can imagine the atmosphere and you just don't want him to melt. It's going to be a hot day today in Melbourne, 28 degrees there tipping. And and if he if he revved up and, and sort of melted in the mounting yard, that would concern me a little bit. But, I mean, that's the only negative that I could pick in this horse. So I put Vauban on top. Gold Trip, who has obviously won the race last year. Mm-hmm. This preparation, he's done nothing wrong. He's got James McDonald on board. He's drawn a good gate. He's going to be strong at the end of it. And this is the thing with the Melbourne Cup, Ben. 3,200, lots of horses halfway up the straight, they'll look a chance, but it's that last 200 metres, you know, when when they really start to feel the pinch. So you need a horse that you're confident is going to run the two miles because lots of them don't, and we see it year after year. At the furlong, there could be three or four chances, and then next thing at the 100, they can't pick their feet up because it's just it really pulls it out of them so you need a horse that's strong at the trip and that's what gold trip is now number 
21 future history. This is my value in the race, and I think he'll get up on speed. He'll be up there for a long way. He's only got 50 kilos on his back. Holly Doyle's a, a very good jockey over in England. Um, she'll ride the weight, no problems. This horse is lightly raced, and he's 16 starts, six winners, four seconds, and a third. He's been perfectly placed for this race, and he, he'll be up there for a long way. And then Number seven, absurd that the stablemate to Vauban. Oh, yeah. He's come out as he's come out as the travelling partner. Interesting to see that there's been a bit of a plunge on him uh, this mm. morning. There's been a lot of money for him in the last 24 hours. Absurd. So I don't think you, you know you just can't overlook these these Irish horses because they're such strong stayers, and yeah, they're just better. They're better stayers than ours. So I think Willie Mullins has come armed with uh, a couple of super chances. So my picks in the cup, five to win, one to run second, 21 for third, bit of value, and number seven, absurd. Fantastic. Write them down. Sammy, I want you to leave us with this one. You mentioned about uh, the your Ruffy and Holly being on board, um, Holly Doyle. You were there interviewing Michelle Payne after she created History 2015. At that time, did you realise the moment? And what in your mind do you say when you know the entire country is watching and waiting for you to say something to the winner of the Melbourne Cup? Well, I, I just think I think the excitement of it all was was quite amazing, and it and and it was a bit unique for me because I'm I'm good friends with the owner Sandy McGregor. We'd backed he had sign off the year before, and and we'd all backed sign off to win the Melbourne Cup, and he ran fourth, and he was he was a really strong chance, and then to to come back the next year with Prince of Penzance yeah. at 100 to 1 Michelle Payne I'd followed the horse closely um you know it was just you know I I knew the backstory to the horse uh I'm, I'm Andrew Payne and I, Michelle's brother, we were jockeys together. We're, we're great mates. So I know the Payne family so well. You know, I knew so much about that, the horse, the connections, everything. Then for that horse to win at 100 to 1, I mean, when it, when it hit the front, I nearly jumped off the pony myself. I was going, what is going on here? This is unbelievable. And Prince of Penzance wins the Melbourne Cup. And then, and then for Michelle, like... You know, obviously the backstory with, yeah. with you know, there was a bit of friction with some of the owners, and and you know, it's um, yeah, she 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 gave the horse the perfect ride. Uh, everything, everything about that story is quite amazing. Hence the reason they made a movie about it, and mm. it was. You know, it, it was just such a great day and in in such a small way to be a little bit of a part of it was was quite amazing. And uh, I tell you what, I tell you what was solid, Ben. The party that night, the Emerald Hotel, it was on that <laughs> night. And uh, I remember, I, I remember, uh, I tell you what, we, we left um, Shane Warne's bar in, in Crown Casino at about three o'clock in the morning and and Sandy was in uh, shorts, a pair of loafers, and a, and a and a uh, polo, and he had the um, he had the Melbourne Cup in his hand, and we were walking, and he goes, "Should we go and have a drink in the mahogany room?" And I said, "You won't get in the mahogany room dressed like that." <laughs> and he goes, "What? Even with this?" And I said, "I'm thinking even with that." He's holding the Melbourne Cup, so we walk <laughs> in there. We walk in there and, you know, we, we were full as. And uh, he said, and the lady said, uh, hi, guys, can I help you? And Sandy goes, we'd just would like to come in for a drink. And then she, and she goes, you can't come in dressed like that. And then he put the Melbourne Cup on the counter and he said, even with this? And she said, yep, even with that. <laughs> so we got turned away, but we'd had enough. And I'll tell you what, the next morning when Sandy rang me and he goes, Gee, I'm glad that lady turned us away. I didn't think we needed any more. So it was, it was a very funny story, but it was, uh, yeah, great party and and uh, I was just, uh, yeah, it was such great fun. Uh, Prince of Penzance, uh, that'll be, that'll be a Melbourne Cup that uh, I will never forget. I can promise you, never forget. And and it's good to see that there is some still limitations left, and that's the one door <laughs> the Melbourne Cup doesn't open. And Sammy, how the mighty have fallen from 2015 mahogany room turned away to 
picking up the kids after school. Don't worry. I feel your pain, mate. I feel your pain. Hey, we're in it together, brother. We're in it together. Hey, listen, enjoy Cup Day wherever you're watching. Really appreciate the, the tips, the insight. If you missed them, Sammy Highland's tips will be up on our Instagram, will be up on our TikTok, will be up on every other social media you can platform, uh, platform you can find. Mate, good luck, good, uh, good punning today. Thanks very much, Ben. It's going to be a ripper day. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Well, that has flown by the last two hours. Thank you for your company. Wherever you're going for Melbourne Cup Day, enjoy. I hope you back an absolute winner uh, you have here on SENQ. Remember, our call of the race from 2 o'clock. The race that stops the nation. I'll be back from 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. I will catch you then. Hopefully, we're counting our riches. But to take you out, well, who better than our mate Daryl? Laughing, having fun With all the people that she knows And if the situation Should keep us separated You know the world won't fall apart And you will free the beautiful bird That's caught inside your heart Can't you hear her? She cries to She will carry up your right.